Hello and welcome to Get Real with Lisa, the podcast. I'm here every week, and sometimes not every week, to talk to you about life. Not just plain old life, but I'm here as your friend to go through this journey of learning about life together. I'd love to tell you that I'm a New York Times bestselling author, maybe someday, but I'm not. I'd love to tell you that I'm an expert in everything life and love and relationship. I'm also not that. I would love to tell you that I'm a therapist of some sort. Also not that. I'm just a regular girl going through life, trying to learn the lessons it's trying to teach me. And I would love for you to come along with me on that journey. So I just want to have conversations with you about life, lessons, with the aim of having a more fulfilled, deeply connected, purpose-filled life. That's my aim. I know that's kind of a mouthful, but if you think about it, don't we all want more fulfilled, deeply connected, and purpose-filled lives? So come on this journey with me. I appreciate you. Let's get real together. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Get Real with Lisa, the podcast. I recorded a podcast episode yesterday and um, I don't edit or do any of those things just because, well, sometimes I do, but for the most part, I don't because I want it to be authentic and real and just us having a conversation, well, one-sided conversation about life and learning about life. And if I can bring something to you, to your day that makes it better, makes you think, makes you learn, makes you ponder, makes you look at things from a different perspective, then, then that's the point, right? So I recorded an episode yesterday that was actually a good idea, but poorly executed. So listened to it this morning and thought, "Mm, you know, I'm going to bag that one. So what I wanted to talk about uh, for next week, I'm going to talk about today. And the person I want to talk about is my grandpa. Now this guy was bigger than life to me. He was kind and sweet and gentle and loving I never heard a curse word come out of his mouth. I never even heard an angry tone from him. I don't know if anybody else did, but I never did. I never saw him lose his temper. I never saw him. I never even saw a hint of a temper. He had this really amazing, soft, velvety, quiet voice that was... calming. He was just a gentle soul. And what he did was for me, he passed away when I was, I think, um, 12 or almost 12. But in those 12 years, I saw so many great things and he was, the impact he made on my life was immeasurable. He taught through his actions and his stories and real life examples. 
I mean, he was first a son and then he was a husband and a father. And I didn't really know much about those things that he was, those people, that person he was to those people. But to me, he was my grandpa. And he really was the best man that I maybe ever knew. He was a carpenter and a logger and a rock hound and a farmer, a storyteller. And if in all of those things, the most important thing he was, was a teacher. He lived on a farm in North Idaho, surrounded by mountains, so much beauty out there. It's just gorgeous, the place that they had and the homestead where they had seven kids. My grandparents had seven kids. My mom was the fourth of those kids. And just up the road from that homestead is the cemetery where they are buried, and so is my mother. But they were very poor and had a really hard life in a lot of ways. And to be literally poor and not know how you're going to feed your children and to worry that a child is going to die because you can't take them to the doctor is a different thing than most of us, most of us right now listening to this, or for sure for me, um, that I've never really, I've never really had to experience. And some people take that and they see, they become hard and they become angry and bitter. But what he did with that life was that he saw the good. He saw the positive. He loved openly. He forgave the unforgivable. He was good. Deep down, he was the very best kind of good that there is. He chose to look at people, circumstances in a positive light. And that made so much impact on everyone that he was ever around. So I'm going to tell you a story about my grandpa. There were lots of stories about my grandpa that I could probably tell you that would be interesting and fun to listen to. But this story, this, this lesson he taught me was probably the most impactful lesson of all. So I mentioned that he was a rock hound and some of you might not know what that is. And I wouldn't have known what it was had he not told me, but it's somebody who goes and searches for rocks. They dig for rocks. They look for rocks. They collect rocks. I loved rocks when I was a child. I loved them. I was so fascinated with the colors and the treasure hunt of finding a really cool rock in, you know, in the sand or by the river or in the field or in the driveway for that matter. I just thought it was, um, I thought they were so interesting. And my grandpa out on that that farm where they lived in North Idaho had boxes and boxes and boxes of rocks in his basement. 
So I know what you're thinking. You're picturing really pretty, colorful, beautiful rocks that he had collected. Small rocks, shiny rocks, big rocks. No, no, that's not what he had. He had boxes and boxes of lumpy, bumpy, gray, to be honest with you, really ugly rocks. I walked around each box, each grouping of boxes, and looked at them, trying to find some value in any of them. And he said, well, those are thunder eggs. And I said, well, uh, what's a thunder egg? He said, well, some of them are dinosaur eggs, which I thought was really interesting. But he had all of these boxes of these rocks. He saw my interest in the rocks. You know, the pretty ones, the shiny ones, the tumbled ones because he would tumble them and they'd be pretty. He made jewelry out of them, beautiful little stones on a bracelet that he gave me. The ones that weren't ugly were the ones I was looking for. And he had all these boxes of thunder eggs. Now I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of, uh, in research of this article or this podcast, I, um, I geeked out a little bit on the thunder egg thing and the dinosaur egg and the geode thing. And it you know, went down a whole thing, but super interesting to kind of study those different kind of kinds of rocks and how they were formed and, and how old they are and things like that. But the name thunder eggs um, came, the, the story is that they came from native Americans thinking that the eggs came from the thunderbirds occupying Mount hood and Mount Jefferson in the Oregon area. I mean, the, the thunder eggs mostly come in, are found or dug in the, in the Oregon area of the United States. And so it was interesting to me to walk around these boxes and, and see all these rocks. And I'm not talking a few, I'm talking hundreds And he told me one day, he said, why don't you pick one of those rocks and I'll cut it open. And I said, okay, I'll pick a rock. So I looked and looked and looked and I decided I would really look for the one that I thought was the most, had the most possibility of looking interesting but they all looked the same. Aside from being different sizes, they were all lumpy, bumpy, ugly, not attractive. And he said, just pick a rock and I will, I'll cut it in half for you. And he had this big rock cutter in his basement. So I picked a rock and I gave it to him out of one of the boxes. I picked a rock and I gave it to him and He took a look at it and turned it over and said, well, okay, let me find the best spot that looks right to cut this rock. 
and he opened his rock cutter. He had a big rock cutter um, with a wet saw. And he placed it in there and secured it, and he put the lid over it. Mind you, I'm probably seven or eight at the time, so I'm remembering this. Um, remembering it from a seven or eight-year-old point of view. But I remember him turning that on, starting the process. And it takes a long time to cut through those rocks. I mean, it was probably the size of um, a very small bowling ball, probably a little smaller than that. And so he he turned the saw on and set it, set it in motion. And I just remember watching it and, and seeing the water splash up on the, on the cover and watching this whole process and being fascinated with it. And I sat up on one of the tables and I remember my legs swinging, just sitting like a little kid, just waiting and waiting and waiting for that rock. And he sat next to me and he said, what do you think that rock's going to look like on the inside? I said, well, probably ugly. Well, it's ugly on the outside, so guessing it's not going to look very pretty on the inside. And he said, yeah, you just never know. And we waited and waited, swinging my legs, sitting there waiting for that rock, fascinated with the machine cutting it in half but I couldn't see what it was going to look like when it came out. And it splashed and splashed, and I watched and waited patiently, maybe impatiently. <laughs> and when it was done cutting, when the rock was cut in half, he opened the lid and he pulled out that rock, now cut in half. And he opened it and held it out in front of me. And it was one of the most beautiful things I'd ever seen. With colors of blue and white and lines and browns and grays. It was like it was like the rock had a lake in it. It didn't have a hole. It just, the colors were so vibrant and beautiful. And I said, wow, that's amazing. And he said, this rock is like people. This is like people that you look past that you don't notice, that you don't see. So many people on the inside are beautiful like this rock, but we don't pay any attention to their beauty. We don't even take the time to know their beauty. We miss the beauty because we decide that those people aren't aren't good enough, aren't pretty enough, aren't worth our time. Now I realize he said it differently than this. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. I was seven. 
But what he said to me had so much impact because what he said was, this rock is like the people you know. This rock is like someone who doesn't get noticed or seen or heard because everyone assumes that if they're ugly on the outside, then they're ugly on the inside. And he said, you may never know the beauty that's inside somebody if you don't take time to look inside. So now you know. Now you know. If you wondered before why my grandpa was one of the best people I ever knew. If I was put in this family only to meet that man, that is worth it for me. That would have been enough because he was, he embodied just goodness. And what that taught me was a lesson about All the cliches, don't judge a book by its cover. You know, don't, don't discount somebody because they don't look right. Don't judge them because they don't seem like you. Give them time, give them space, give them your attention, give them your love. Open your heart to them because what you might see is the most beautiful thing that you've ever seen. What you might feel is the most beautiful thing that you've ever felt. That person might have value that adds to your life and you might add value to their life that you would not have had that connection had you just said, that person's not like me. That person doesn't look like me. That person's not good enough for me. For whatever reason. You may miss the entire connection with someone because you don't see the beauty inside. You don't take the time to see that there's something there. Maybe that person has a wall up. Maybe that person has fear of letting you close. But if you get past those things with someone, maybe it's the most beautiful person you'll ever meet. So I'm going to leave you that with that story today. My grandpa, God bless him. He was one of a kind in my, in my life. And I hope that his lesson to me goes on to teach other people out there a lesson about seeing beauty that's not just superficial. Boy, those rocks were not very pretty, but what they had to offer on the inside. In fact, I'll tell you, I have, I have a, a set of bookends that he made. He used to make bookends and he'd put felt on the, cut the bottom and make, and 
um, you know, it begins out of these, these thunder eggs. And I have some of them and they're, they're gorgeous. They're beautiful on the inside. And you look at the outside and you know that if you saw that rock somewhere on the ground, you would not pick it up if you didn't know what was inside. You just walk on by. So let this be a lesson to all of us, me included. See the beauty around us. See the beauty inside. Take the time to get to know somebody. Take the time to connect with people. That's what really this this is about, is really having deeper connection with people and understanding and love toward them and letting love in, letting love in. So thanks for getting real with me. Next week, maybe I'll have that episode on um, what I talked about yesterday that wasn't so great. I mean, it was fine, but it was about what if you live your whole life and never look in the mirror? It's a good idea, right? It didn't come off so well, so I'm going to re-record it. So hopefully that's the episode for next week, but for this week, I just wanted you to know my Grandpa Henry, sweetest man I ever knew. Let's get real real soon. Bye.